Warning, the following video contains strong language which may be offensive to some viewers or inappropriate for children. The content within this video is intended for mature audiences only. Travel with us now through the dimensions of time, beyond even the furthest stars, as we search out new and wondrous worlds far from eternity. On this journey, we will review comics, movies, shows, and more that hold a special place in our own fandom. What new world will be discovered this week? Find out right now, as Legends of Grayskull goes off world. Right, but Marvel is setting up so that women are going to take over everything. And we know DC crappily copies Marvel's formula, so <laughs> and that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So it'll be... Oh, it'll be Lois Lane going into meth houses. Yep, yep, right. And, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> and then, and then sh- she'll, they'll bust Ezra Miller as the yeah. Flash and boot him out and then bring in a female Flash to replace him, and that solves that problem, too. Mm-hmm. It'll be hot. Yeah, you're really channeling Steve tonight. <laughs> 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 Quite possibly. <laughs> nope, that's Pete. You'll get it someday. I know you're new to the, the fandom. What am I looking for? Oh, I know. I don't know. For. The record button. Uh, I don't know. No, I wanted to see when episode one was. Uh, At the beginning. Last. Last summer. In the beginning. It was, I think it was, it was around earlier that. than that. I think it was like April it, of last year. It was, yeah, because it, it was probably like within a month of Justice League on HBO. And ju- that came out, mu- actually I remember it came out on March 18th because that's my daughter's birthday. So while I was wrapping presents, I had it on, on my phone and all that stuff. So, so March yeah. 18th it came out. It came that, out, so I'm guessing we probably recorded between March or April for that one. Sean is going yeah, with the very I, wide guess of March I always April. do. I do. Jesse, when do you think our first episode was? I don't know. And granted, I got <laughs> <names>. <laughs> It's been recorded. Why do I need to know this? <laughs> just looking back on our history together. <laughs> I, I don't know. It it feels longer than that, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> like just tonight, trying to get this freaking recording going seems longer than that. Um, no, May- I mean because I, I got Thistlethorn on March seventeenth, so I got Mythic Legions the day before I was able to watch Justice League, and I did not watch that right away because I think that was a Wednesday wow. it came out. Probably, because I know I was off that day, and I started watching it, and I was off Sundays and Wednesdays back then, because I was still on Al's Last so last year, the 18th was a Thursday. Not really a Thursday, and I misremember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I would have watched so, some of it Thursday night, because I worked. So, yeah. So my so. hours or whatever, and I just, I really didn't care to watch it. That much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same here. 
So Sean went with March and April. Jesse took May. And Sean, with his fucking ridiculous two-month window, is still fucking wrong. So... I, w- I would not be surprised. We, uh... That one went out on May 11th of 2021. So. May 11th. And that, folks, is all the way to tell you that it has taken us one year, one month... And 14 days. But here we are with episode 8! Man, at 50 this, minutes. At this rate, <laughs> we are going to be at episode 100 in 2074. So. I mean, job security. Just tr- something to look yeah. forward to. <laughs> Trust that math, too. I will pencil that in. <laughs> I'm not going to do either because I don't trust math and I don't have a pencil. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I don't have anything to pencil in on. You could always pencil on yourself. Wow, that'll be homing in on my 100th birthday now that I think about it. Holy crap. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do a joint party. Hundred <laughs> birthday. Who am, am I? I? Why am I here? Where are my pants? Mark your calendars now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll be on the Zoom and I'll be walking by naked constantly, and it won't be because I'm Travis. It'll just be because I just forgot. So, <laughs> and that loops us back to our bathtub plans. Yes, for, it does. It uh, does. LegionsCon 2022 that Jesse is very you excited for. Can do whatever you want in the bathroom. <laughs> do not. Involve me. As no. as Robert Henry Jr. said in Tropic Thunder, I'm just going to be sitting there fucking <laughs> like bubbles laughing in my bathtub. <laughs> oh, Lord. That'll be me. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I love you, Jesse. <laughs> Matt is more Riddler tonight that he's in a hotel room than ever. <laughs> it's this, It's like we're, we aren't in control. We are just holding on for dear life at what is going to happen next. Because the douche is very douchey tonight. <laughs> you don't know what will happen next. <laughs> oh, I am. I am on the road again. And speaking of holding on, on the for road dear again. life. So, yeah. I'm on my way. I just wasn't even on the way today. But as you guys know, the audience now knows, will know, I drive a lot for my job. So lots of time on highways, byways, skyways, all the ways. So I'm cruising at 3, 30, 4 o'clock yesterday morning heading to a store. And I'm behind a semi. We're in one of those uh, construction zones. And we got the big orange barrels on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's a two-lane and highway in that one direction. The left lane is closed off. Looks like they just laid some fresh asphalt. So this truck is, is in front of me, and he's kind of doing one of those kind of like jerk over, jerk back, and so I'm like backing off, you know. I'm back behind him, and he pulls one of these big jerks to the, to the right, and he swerves back to the center. As he swerves back, I see coming from the side of his trailer, one of those orange barrels is donkey konging right Uh, at my uh. van. So I freaking, I mean, I'm looking at it straight on. I freaking pull the wheel to go in between the two 
you know, the barrel gap on my left, yeah. make it through the gap, but the freaking barrel coming at me bounces off the passenger side of the van. But I mm-hmm. make it through the hole and I drive on the asphalt for a minute and then I cut back over. Yeah, it's freaking nuts. I wouldn't have believed it <laughs> if I wasn't there. Sheesh. All those Batman movies have trained you well. <laughs> Out was, the curb! <laughs> Out the curb! <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know. It was all just instinct. It was one of those that happened so fast. I didn't even really process it till after it was all over. And I'm like, that just fucking happened? And I get to where I'm... <laughs> You know, no lights came on, tire pressure was fine, so I'm like, I had no way to stop anyway, so I get to the store, I get out, and I got a scuff mark on the passenger door, but that's about it, so I'll, I'll count that as pretty fucking lucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I don't even play Donkey Kong. <laughs> I don't play Donkey Kong. At least the barrel wasn't flaming, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So what's been up with you guys? Uh, I'm back from dog sitting um, a week now, but today was like my first day in like two weeks where I didn't have like anything going on. So it was kind of nice to just run some errands, clean some stuff up, get some stuff sorted out. But you did adopt a pet recently. You have a new (laughs) little addition to the family. There is. There's an adorable little critter. Currently taking a nap uh, over with uh, his new family, the Congregation of Necronominus. Nice. nice. <laughs> Raising them right. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't bark when I talk. So that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> Somebody, I, oh man, I gotta see who did that. Someone else chimed in on that video and said that when he started listening to it, that his dog started howling when I <laughs> introduced as well. Uh, it's all that exuberance Jason Torrance the old oh really old fan of the show (laughs) that's hysterical if you want to know what we're talking about listen to Legends of Grayskull episode 89 Jesse and the Revolution starring a wonderful off world co-star Jesse Arnold of Just Shelve It Productions Who's got a lot of stuff going on, actually. Jesse, why don't you take a moment mm-hmm. and plug everything that you have a hand into. We got a good uh, half hour here. You should be able to fit it all in there. Plug everything. See, I'm not good at marketing myself. Um, I currently have some parts up. I don't know how many are left, but I have some parts that I painted uh, at Legion Shop. Um, they were, I believe, designed and sculpted by um, Brian C, a.k.a. CB Make on Instagram. Is the whale head and tail and axolotl, axolotl head and tail for Mythic Legion's customs. Huh. Is that how you say that? Axolotl? Yeah. It's one of those yeah, words I gonna... read, but I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Axolotl questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me double check the Jesse humor. I mean, I can I can grab them if you want. There's only yeah, so, go ahead. There's only one Cerberus armor left painted. If anyone's interested, uh, you better jump on that right now. So here's the 
Axolotl with the mouse kit or gnome kit uh, on a dwarf body or goblin body, so it's got the shorter hands and legs. I don't know why people do the hand thing. That's not really working, at least for me. Just the head and the tail. Nice. This little guy. And then the whale head and tail on a dwarf body. That turned out really nice. And uh, I did break the uh, peg on my... (laughs) The tail that plugs in, so it's glued on there, but I just touched it and it felt like it's about to... There it goes. So I'm going to have to glue that, figure that out somehow. So, I mean, they are 3D printed, so some of the things are... you got to be real careful. And it broke before I put it in. Like It broke when I was painting it. It's already stressed. Um... Yeah, the clip I was using, they were really hard to paint because, um, not like skill wise, but just holding it wise because the little peg sticks out here. So I'm trying to hold this little peg and like paint all this and, you know, keep it smooth so I'm not, my fingers aren't like all over it. So I had this, uh, so pair of tweezers yeah. that was like holding the peg and then I like yeah. tried to adjust it at one point and they just, snap right off so mm. um, but yeah those are up on um, it was the only I, I kept the one that broke so yeah. the rest of them were fine um, they are up on Legion shop right now you can get them painted by me or unpainted um, if you'd like to do them yourself yep link down below and and you can get the heads shop you can get the set or the heads by themselves, if I recall correctly, right? Uh, the for the Oxalotl, I did I did an even set. I believe that's how they are offered on the site. I don't remember. They were an even match, heads to tails. Um, I did more whale heads than I did tails, but only by a couple. So um, yeah, they got they got the whale head by itself in the set. And the Oxalotl comes with a little neck peg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm seeing only the as set well, on the axolotl. So. Uh, but yeah, you can so you can get them as a set, head and tail for the axolotl, set for the whale, or just the head, um, or you can buy them unpainted in various variety there. Right, right. Um, so that sale just started, uh, well, as of recording this, Saturday the 25th? 24th, no, Friday the 24th. That one. Today is yes. the um, So those are going on there. And there's tons of other stuff. If the Oxlottle and the Whale don't do anything for you, there is tons of stuff. You said the Cerberus armor is freaking amazing. Um, there's some uh, some cool ogre heads, troll heads, all sorts of really cool stuff for your uh, Mythic Legions assortments. Absolutely. And we are going to take an unscheduled break here. We have nothing to show you. There's going to be a weird cut. And I'm going to leave it in because I'm tired of editing because Zoom is... Be- have I never noticed Jason Momoa over your shoulder before? For a while, I had the uh, Thor Ragnarok poster. Oh, that might explain it then. Ah!
we're back. Zoom wanted me to click a button back on the 21st that I didn't. Now I did. So now we're here. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We appreciate it. I feel like Doc you Brown missed. from the first Back to the Future. It's like <laughs> instant for him. Or instant for us. Oh. Instant for you. Minutes for us. It's been 85 years. (laughs) That's right. I've already got uh, my Alithia pre-order has come in, and I've sold it off at scalper prices already. Um, I still haven't gotten my shipping notification. No? You should post on the ball. (laughs) What else has happened in the past? I will do that now. 85 years. Oh, I got, oh, I got the, uh, you guys got the Swamp Troll, right? He was really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. I got the Lava Troll. Oh, you got that? I'm still waiting on that one. I want to yeah, find the Chase version stuff. with the real, uh, the real fire that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. That's not well, lava. Well, no. Yeah. It's a toy, man. What do you want? <laughs> And they even revealed in the last couple of years that Joe Pesci really was Uncle Ben all along. I told so you guys. I told you guys. Yeah, Spider-Man 11 was fucking great. I'm, great, I'm <laughs> glad Tom Holland first. is still doing it. Yeah, and I'm so glad they finally got an X-Men movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just ended up being the very last one. I'm, so, uh, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they never did bring Captain Carter back. She really did die in Multiverse of Madness, didn't she? There's come the cops. I could not resist that. <laughs> I can't believe they got Carl Urban to play Wolverine and they even let him say cunt a whole bunch because I guess he does that in another show. I don't know what's going on. That's what see. he does. I will yeah, say I don't, I don't know what he's been taking. He looks younger than we do now. Yes, sure. he does. He does. Although, okay, I, let, let me let me do a quick sidestep here because uh, I I know Jesse said he doesn't watch the boys anymore. Right. Um, he kind of gave I, up on it this season. I don't know if if Matt, uh, are I, you watching the boys? I am not current. Okay, I was current as of my last business trip, so I think I'm, I'm like two episodes behind. Gotcha. Maybe okay. three at the most, but it it's been a season. I'm like, it, I think this so far is my favorite season since the first one. Hmm. Okay, I I I, I got to admit, I like um, I like that they brought in Jensen Ackles because oh, initially, any, anytime we can get it, I Jensen, mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's that guy. He I he am, he has geek well, cred, and on top of that, he's just he is a good actor. It's just that simple. Real quick here, I actually meant to do this at the top of the show. I'm mm. going to do it from now on, guys, because we we tend to just kind of do it, and then we're kind of scrambling. If you're listening to this right now. Just know, Offworld in and of itself is spoilers. Yeah. So if we start talking about something, most likely we're going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Even if we say we're not going to spoil it, we probably are. I'll mess with your dinner. Any, any of these times where you're like, but I've seen shows where you guys say no spoilers and you didn't spoil anything, 
That's because I edited that out. Yes. It happened. He doesn't want to edit anymore. I, I would like to edit less. Yes. <laughs> Not going to lie. But I also want to warn you guys, there will be spoilers. So if we start talking about something you don't want to be spoiled, probably skip ahead a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesse, you said you're you're out, right? So you're you're good for us to. I mean, I might if I get really bored, but like it's not something I I okay. feel the need to keep in, in, in keep up with at the moment. Well, I don't think I don't think it's a big spoiler, but um... you won't bother me if you say it. Okay, I just want to make sure. I the last episode I watched was where. They un- unfroze or freed Soldier Boy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with him now, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we got to see his ass, right? Didn't we? It seems burned well, in my mind. I, I <laughs> Well, Jensen is quite dreamy. Wasn't that um, his ass? Or am I thinking something I else? Will, there was an ass, I know that. Based on how you are. I won't do ass. this. Uh, I won't do it with spoilers because you're you're behind. And I know this past week was touted as the episode that you should just not watch. Like no person no should watch this episode because of what they're covering in this one. It is specifically it's, called Hero Gasm. I was so gonna say I think just take a, a couple of wild guesses what might happen. I think that's been um, well, ever since the end of last season, they've been saying this is going to be the season with it. I guess from the comics, it's a pretty, yeah, pretty big plot point. Which I, yeah, I never so. read the comics. Did you guys at all? No, I never read the book. Because <clears throat> I will say that's my one <clears throat> takeaway from this is everybody I see talk about the boys who has read the comics. They all say the same thing, and that is that the show is so tame. Compared to the comics, mm-hmm. yeah, that I've I've seen and heard. <sighs> so I'm and, like, and... what the fuck happened in the comics? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's 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 my here's all I'm gonna say, and maybe this is me just showing. I hit the end of the internet at one point or another during certain things, but I watched that episode Daphne and, and for how much? Yeah, I actually yeah, that was nice. That was a good one, but. I watched it, and I sat there going, nothing about this episode is remotely startling to me, and that made me actually worried about myself, because there's a lot going on, and I'm just sitting there going, I thought the whole episode from beginning to end was just going to be a crazy orgy or something, and it isn't even that big of a deal, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, alright, and so I'm not I'm not going to say any more than that, but it was something that really shocked me the other night. It was more shocking that it didn't offend me in any way, shape, or form than the fact that I was sitting there going, "This is horrible! Why did they put it on the air?" No, I, I've seen worse, and that really makes me sad for myself now that I think about it. So uh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Let let's get let's get a, let's get a vantage point here, though, or you know because. <laughs> Episode one, I think, Jesse, I think you even said that you watched episode one, right? I've seen the first three. Okay, so the opening scene there with uh, the flea, I think his name was? Termite. Termite, Termite. I knew it was one of those little bugs. That made me hurt. (laughs) 
And and here's I, it was thing. so uncomfortable. And then he starts at like sniffling, and as my uh, mind slowly realized what was going to happen, I'm like, "Dear God, no!" Yeah. So honestly, I guess I guess what worse. I'm asking is, termite. Yeah. Where no man should be. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. herogasm. I felt like it was below it. Okay. In some ways, because it, it really, it really, in my opinion at least, yes, it, it it touted itself as something, and I'm sure that there are probably teenagers that might have been like, oh, even though that's the yeah. stuff that they were implying could be looked at really simply on a on a smartphone nowadays, you know. But I just, I was kind of like. For this day and age, that wasn't really as shocking as I was expecting it to be, and that was kind of the reason I sat through it. Just going, I gotta see how it's like. You know, it's like Jerry Springer. You're you're like, (laughs) how how far is the boundaries gonna get pushed on this episode? Who's who's mommy's daddy is this? You know, or whatever. And it's like, no, it's 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 basically what you would see in a rated R flick nowadays. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, like that. There were a couple things that are definitely not rated R like you definitely would go NC-17 but it wasn't nearly the amount that I was expecting so uh, yeah I was kind of shocked in, a, in the wrong way right. on that one but that isn't what we're talking about the whole we episode all, we I just all, wanted to throw that but out we all held ourselves a little a little tenderly after episode one's opening scene right like, <laughs> yeah I mean, but is there anybody like, out there who after episode one <laughs> what's that <laughs> nothing I, I will rewind this and figure out what you said. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. I, they've done it worse. And that's the thing that gets me. is They, they, they built the show up to a certain point where by the time they get to that, it wasn't nearly as, as profane as they were thinking it was going to be, I think. I, get, I guess because... And I, I don't want to get too graphic here. We're going to have to slap a warning on this one. Um, Probably. Without, I, I didn't realize it. We're not supposed to be talking about the boys the whole time. We're, 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 the, we're not, but I'm just. Problem. <laughs> I try to. Uh, you know how my mind works. I, yes, I try I well. to understand things. Like if I can at least understand things from a certain point of view, right? Like, yeah. Why would anybody want a shrinking man to go there? Now, when he shrunk down and he's like, "I want you in me," I thought we're talking human butt plug. Yeah, like 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 that. Thanos. Now I don't. Uh, that's what I thought. I thought they were. I, I thought they were doing a a a little like tongue in cheek joke at the that the uh, uh, what was that the, the meme Thanos. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? The Thanos. I will totally, call it that. They've said that it's it, it was based on that joke, right? But, that, That's but they, they took it the wrong way. Right, but then he goes on the wrong side. Like, yeah. and don't, <laughs> Does it really matter at I, that point? I don't like things up my butt, but I can at least understand <laughs> that there are people who do. Have you ever looked at that and gone, man, I really wish I could shove something in that hole? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I, well, I mean, you also got to realize, like <laughs> on the show, there was a guy who could regrow parts of his body, and he's pimping, he's whoring himself out. Hey, for a thousand bucks, I'll let you cut my junk off. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is insane. 
It is wrapping up on the boys here before I, before I really hurt Jesse. Let's do this. But yeah. it, it, it is it is not it is not how I prefer my superhero worlds. It no. is not how I would choose my superheroes to be. But I think it might be the most realistic of this genre of the um, quote-unquote real-life superheroes, right? You know, Watchmen mm-hmm. started it, basically. With, you mm-hmm. know, superheroes in our world, how would they really act? And unfortunately, The Boys is probably the most realistic with the thought and the corporation and the breeding mm-hmm. and the experiments and the endorsements and everything else. Like, yeah. and so I think it's doing its genre the best, and that's what brings me back. Even though it's not, it's not necessarily where I want superheroes to go. If that makes sense. At the, the same time, they I'm... are doing great things with Starlight and Huey, and you know this this group that want to be good, that really want to be the superheroes of of legend or imagination. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, for me, the thing about the show that is impressive is every single time Homelander's on screen, you have an uneasy sense of dread. Oh every God. freak, and the fact that they can keep that tension for three seasons now, and every single time he's in a shot, you're just wondering what is he going to do, and if he doesn't do anything, you do leave that scene kind of giving yourself like a sigh of relief every freaking time. So that actor is knocking it out of the park playing that role. Uh, Anthony, um, Anthony Starr? An- Anthony Starr, if I remember yeah, right. He, but, uh, he plays a psycho a little too well. He it, it, The thing <clears throat> is, like, if I ever saw him in person, I would never want to meet him. I'd run the other direction because <laughs> he literally... It, that's the Superman problem. Like, yeah. his face is literally what you see the entire time. So no matter how his hair looks... If you see that look on his face, you want to get the heck away from him because you're like any second now his eyes can start glowing and then we're all screwed, you know. See, but I think I think with him, like eyes glowing, whatever, that's fine. But honestly, you watch his face. There is never a scene where he does nothing. Mm-hmm. He he's got these 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 little facial ticks and twitches. Mm-hmm. Where you can tell he's using all his power to not react, and like, yeah, that dead stare that he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's, yeah. he is a great actor, honestly. Um, and yeah, that character is creepy, and our hearts go out to the friends and family of Timothy. <laughs> Oh, oh, those termites. You mean thermians? Yeah, the thermians. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's the boys. That's not what we're talking about tonight. Nope. Nope. What are we talking about tonight, boys? Yeah, ironic. Something a little bit more... Let's get strange, Doctor Strange. You want to talk about Multiverse of Madness Redux? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that again. Have you watched it again? Uh, no, I'm waiting to watch it with my mom. Her internet's not okay. acting up very well, so um, 
I'm not torturing myself with again until I watch it with her. Fair enough. I just I maybe saw I like it the second thing. Maybe I, I will. I don't know. I saw it on Dis that it was streaming on Disney Plus, and it just made me mm-hmm. think like, hey, I'm. I could see Jesse. Wa- I mean, we've talked about that. You you intend to watch it again? So mm-hmm. we'll yeah, we that. do. Either, um, either with my mom or with uh, there's a, a YouTube. Like React channel, I watch like their Patreon. They do like full or length reaction to movies. Um, um, if I don't watch it with my mom, uh, whenever they do it, I'll watch that. Fair enough. All right, but today we are talking about a stranger thing that is not doctors, MDs, or OBGYNs. Oh. <laughs> That gives new meaning to the demogorgon right there. Oi. <laughs> hey, this is this is this is off the rails, not off the rails. <laughs> off the rails world. <laughs> no one else saw the demogorgon as an analogy for menstrual cycle? With, with the flower opening up. We're gonna get hate mail for me on that one, I just could tell. I, oh, I, I didn't until now. <laughs> it writes Phoebe Seymour. I don't think Wait, I is that what that is? The Demogorgon? What? Little Shop of Horrors? No, uh, yeah, that's from Little Shop, but no, yeah. it, the Demogorgon is not from Little Shop. Uh, like, no, 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 it, no. Was the Little Shop of Horrors referencing what Matt just referenced? Menstrual cycles? No, I... Probably, everything. I just everything off on does. my own tangent. I'm over here. <laughs> I've never seen Base- Little Shop of Horrors. Baseball with a hockey really? stick right here. So yeah. yeah. I recommend it. It's not, it's not, um, it's not earth shattering. It's not life changing, but it's a fun little romp. Um, yeah. Kind of a Rocky Horror vein, but better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's got Rick Moranis. It does. That always makes a lot of things better, in my opinion, because he's always fun to watch and, does he do your taxes? Um, Does he do your taxes? Yeah. Um, uh, Lewis Tully. Why don't we see guy. Rick Moranis anymore? He retired up until recently, and now now he's coming back and doing a new uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids deal. Oh, is? Which shocked me, because I figured he would have been in the afterlife for Ghostbusters, but no. He, I'm hoping like, he'll be in uh, Firehouse when they... Uh, I mean, I'm just speculating, but I I think the safe assumption is they're going back to New York. Mm-hmm. So I I think hopefully he'll pop up. Yeah, he there. he's definitely like he was missing for me. Like yeah. I really would have would have liked to see him somehow, but maybe never, the next one. We never did get to do our afterlife talk. That's disappointing. Nope, we didn't get to that. We one. had a lot of good points that you guys are never going to hear now. Yeah, you're just in. We're just in Facebook Messenger messages. Yep, yep. If someone wants to hack into there and scroll through <laughs> countless hours. Oh, These guys talk way too much. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, calm down. <laughs> what are we talking about? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Season 4, Volume oh. 1. Which dropped... I had an article. I was going to be all... Uh, professional uh may 27th volume one volume two is coming on july 1st mm-hmm. so real quick here wait 
When did you guys start with Stranger Things? Were you in it from the beginning? Did you jump on later and play catch-up? Yeah, I remember seeing the trailers, um, like, in the months leading up to it, like, in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, the, pre, oh, really? the pre-trailer the pre trailers, like, the stuff that they just showed, like, the, um, there was some stuff in there, and I was like, all right, 80s, they look like they nailed, nailed what I remember, uh, at least, of central Pennsylvania. I know it's set in, uh, uh, it's Indiana, right? Yep. Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Ohio because I know that's where they did uh, Screw Ohio. Uh, no, no, no. Is it, that's where they did uh, 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 Super 8. Oh, uh, yeah. Ohio. It might have been. But it was based on Steelton, Pennsylvania, the town in Super 8. So, like, it just had that similar yeah. mm-hmm. vibe. And I like when they do that because, like, central Pennsylvania in the early 80s when Stranger Things was yep. originally set was still very much the 70s. Right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um. So I, I just really liked that. So yeah, I was I was hooked, and then as soon as it came to Netflix, I started. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched it. I don't know if I watched it all in one go, but I, I watched it pretty quick when it started. Right, right. Sean. Yeah, Heather beat me to the punch. My wife, uh, she ended up watching it before I could, but then after she finished it, she was like, "I want to watch it again. Let's watch it together." And I was, I was like working nights or whatever at one point. So I was like, all right, fine. Sat down and watched it and hooked me pretty quickly. And I, like Jesse, I, I went to the movies every now and then and I saw the commercials. Plus I think I saw it on social media and that vibe that they have of like the ET kind of feeling with the kids and everything. But then you have the Stephen King esque thing. And the nice thing about this is I've seen enough Stephen King movies to know how those don't work well. So I'm like, I I love the tone of those, but it's like, okay, this has nothing to do with a Stephen King novel. They can't fail on that level. So let's see what they do here. And I, yeah, pretty much from first season, every time a new season comes out, within a within 24 to 48 hours, we're starting it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really remember the the lead up to it. I, I'm sure I was aware of it, but it wasn't something I was like itching to watch. It was more I knew of it, and it was I, I don't think I even watched it like right away when it released. But I I started watching it. I think I finished the whole first season, and then it was kind of the opposite. I finished the first season, and I told my wife, "I'm like, you need to watch this." And it mm-hmm. took her a little bit to get into it. Honestly, it took me a little bit to get into it as well. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. It's it's well done. It hits the tone that it wanted perfectly, trying to pretend that it came from that era. But with everything being unknown, it took a few episodes for me. I, I, I needed to see the big picture first. And those first mm-hmm. episodes are very much, um, what the hell is going on here? You know, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, once once I got through that first season, then ever since then I've been rip roaring to go as soon as as soon as they release it. So yeah, and so this yeah, it's good. This latest season, I think I finished maybe in four or five days once I started watching it, and I watched it pretty close to its drop date. I think it was like the weekend after. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? You get tear through this in one go to make it last. I think 
I, I think I did it in two two sittings. Um, one, I had it on, I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday or something. And then I finished like the last episode or two later in the week. Yeah. And uh, Heather and I, we, we basically did a deal. We won't watch it without watching it together. So it took us about, I'd say close to the week yeah. after it debuted. We, we finally finished it like on a Friday. It was actually like one of the last weeks of kids going to school. Mm-hmm. So that whole morning, the kids are in <laughs> school. We ended up getting breakfast and we just sat there and finished the last two episodes. So, yeah. Yeah, that definitely used to slow us down in the earlier seasons, especially because the kids were younger. They were in the way. They really, we didn't want them to have nightmares. So we ran into the same problem where it mm-hmm. took us a lot longer to finish it because you can't play it during certain times of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. All right. So let's go round table. We're going to start with Sean because he's clockwise for me. Um, throw out. Uh, we're going to go back to kind of our standardish off-world format for you viewers who maybe this is your first episode or the other episodes you listened to where we just rambled for four hours. Uh, we go around, we do something we liked about it, then we do something we disliked about it, and then we do, uh, another thing we liked about it if we have time and if we still have stuff that we liked about it. So, we're, we're kind of doing a big picture thing here. We're not gonna get too deep in the weeds. If you're looking for a breakdown of episodes or, you know, that type of review, that's not this. I'm sure you can find this or watch the show yourself and then come back and listen to us ramble about certain things about the show. Thanks, guys. Shawnee, like. <laughs> uh, I was surprised that I really liked the uh, Eddie Munson new <gasps> character this season. He was... It, like, I, I have been a huge fan of uh, Steve and um, uh, uh, Dustin. Yes. Those two, and especially when they teamed them up in the previous season that made me so happy they were some of my favorites this guy actually came in and kind of shoved them off to the side a little bit he's like it's my time and i'm like every time he was on the screen that guy just he he worked for me and i i liked the story with him quite a lot and the fact the kids were hiding him and they're trying to help him and they're scooby ganging you know to to try to protect him and all that and that was a pretty cool aspect of this yeah because and it I didn't realize how much we needed somebody who didn't know the world. Because mm-hmm. really since, I'd say probably Steve in that first season, he was towards the end of the season where he kind of came in and was like, wait, what, huh, what? You know, everyone mm-hmm. else kind of did the journey together, more or less, or at least separate but equal and got to the same place at the end. Um. I mean, I guess we had uh, Robin come in, and she had to play mm-hmm. catch-up, but she still, she really took it in stride. Yeah. Like she, she, which which I liked and everything, but yeah, Eddie, Eddie as a character was something, I think that's part of the reason I liked this season so much, was because it did take a fresh perspective on a lot of things, including bringing in another another guy who's like, you know, we've gotten to a point where everyone's just like, yeah, we got this friend. she got superpowers. Well, not really anymore, but she's working on getting mm-hmm. them back. And we got this guy who's just like, 
you all are fucking high right now. Yeah. Like, we're going to die, and you're talking about a freaking (laughs) magical 11-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, and I I just, I dig the fact that he he is a D&D guy. Yep. So in his own mind, doing D and D, he's he's heroic and he's all these things. But then in reality, he's like playing it for real now, just right. like the kids did in the first season and, and going forward. And I like that there's even moments where he's just like, "I play D and D. I'm heroic there. I'm not. I don't know what I'm doing doing this in real life, you know." And right. It's it's fun to see that kind of a character, and because like it, that's the thing, like Steve. Steve kind of just, the minute he started understanding what was happening, he all of a sudden became, you know, he's kicking down doors. He has the, the Negan uh, baseball yeah. bat in the one season and all that stuff. And it's like, I like him for that. And I like the fact that they turn that character from a complete douchebag into a character that now I don't want to ever see yeah. die. That's impressive. It was a writing feat as far as I'm concerned. But it, it just, it's fun to see these new characters and they added something to it. It wasn't just that they just right. threw these characters in there and they just felt like they're just adding somebody new just because they need to liven up the cast. They felt like they were important to telling this new story, which is great. So, yeah. Jesse? Eddie? I, 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 dig, I dig Eddie too. Like, I like that he, um, I like how he comes in as almost un- not as unlikable as Steve, but like he comes off in that very kind of caustic. Yeah, I'm weird. Like, he, like which is very much, especially talking with some of my older siblings who yeah. were in that age range in during right. this, this season. He's like, there were people like that who were all like really boisterous and loud and wanted to be seen weird, but like when you got them alone, they were like not normal, but like. You could talk to them. They were right. real. Like, I mean, they're all real people, of course. But like, yeah, and um, we so all like that. And like, we um, all went to school with that guy, or we were that mm-hmm. guy. That guy that's like, I know. Especially back then, like, my kids are never going to understand how school was growing up for us. Like, it mm-hmm. really was. A battlefield of sorts. Like, you had the jocks. You had... You know, lines are a lot more blurred nowadays. I see it with my nieces, my nephews, my kids. You know, they can do stuff that we never would have dreamed of doing in school. But then, yes, you always had that guy that, like, just leaned into it. He's like, yes, I'm never going to be a jock. I'm never going to be popular. But, damn it, I like D&D, and that's my thing. Yep. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, I really liked him. I liked the journey they took him on and how he interacted with everybody. And uh, yeah, yeah, good choice. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, all right, Jesse, <laughs> hit us with a like. A like? I'm gonna say. Um, oh man, this is tough. I mean, to pick one thing, not to pick a thing. I, I guess I'm gonna say. Um, I like, I like Steve. Like Sean was always saying, um, that first season he was so he was so horrible in that first season, mm-hmm. and then to turn him around by the end of that season, and like you said, when they paired him with Dustin and how he's progressed, and then he was Robin, you know, mm-hmm. at work, yeah. and now he's where he's at. Like it's just been a really nice progression with him. Um, 
and how like he he so many years into this now when those kids are in trouble he doesn't hesitate like it, in a way he's he didn't start off as cap but he's kind of the captain america in this crew like if there's something going down he's just yes all right what do i need to do he's just there for him yeah and i think that's really cool Peyton was so horrible in that first season. Yes. Just the way he treated Nancy and, and all that stuff to, to where he's gotten to now um, was is is a really really good storytelling. Yeah, I guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. I just I, I agree, and the, it's the character arc is so surprising. I mean, it, even if it was just that one season, first season, like. He literally went to, man, I hope he gets eaten to, by that final episode, I'm like, yeah, he deserves to be with Nancy. You know what I mean? Because they, they still mm-hmm. wound up together at the end of the first season. Um, and real quick here, not to tangent too hard, but I feel it piggybacks off this. By God, I hope him and Nancy get back together. He is so much better for Nancy than, uh, oh, what's his face? Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, fuck Jonathan. I would have agreed. I would have disagreed with you up to this season. I, it's weird because I liked was that season two where Jonathan and Nancy got together. Like I felt Mm -hmm. that that was the right move at the time. But now looking back, it's like no, she she should be with Steve. Like Jonathan has just turned into a freaking burnout. Mm Hmm. No, the thing with the thing with Steve that uh, I'm I'm in awe of with this writing is he is a guy that starts the show off with everything to lose. Yep. He is the the popular guy. He's the jock. He 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 has like so many girls yeah. that would want to date him, right. but he chooses Nancy and all that stuff. And then on top of that, he gets involved in everything. And then mm-hmm. as the seasons progress. More and more of those, like the shell of him is slowly being taken away and he's stuck working at a video store with, um, what's her name? I'm sorry, I forget her name. Robin. Uh, Robin, thank you. He's stuck working there and he thought last season that that was going to be the girl that he was going to hit on and it turns out she's a lesbian so there's no hope in that ever and he's accepted these things. He's just kind of going along with it and it's like that she's become his best friend and he was looking at her as somebody that would be an easy lay and it just kills me like he's well, become not- this very uh like he he's just more adaptable than you would have expected no, he- for who he was in the beginning of the series and mm-hmm. and you realize he he never tells anybody about Robin either yeah, first he's season, very secretive Steve. About that. Yeah. The second Robin was like, "Nah, dude, I'm not even interested in guys." He would have been yeah. all over the school. You know yeah. what I mean? Telling everybody, yeah. but he—I mean—he he pushes her to try and pursue her interests and to you know be herself. But he's—he knows he's not the one to do it anymore. He's become the heart of the show. Yeah, um, exactly. And he was supposed to die. You all know that, right? He was, I, I've heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, when Originally. he shows up, it. Yeah, when he show, when he shows up at the house at the end of season one, that was so he could be the cannon father. But mm-hmm. that's how it was originally scripted. But by the time they actually got to shooting the final episode, the the Duffers were like, 
there is no way we can go through with this. Yeah. And we're going to save that for the end. <laughs> Maybe. I will say, and we said spoilers at the top of this, when he's in the upside down and they end the episode with those bat things gnawing, yeah. literally mm-hmm. gnawing at him. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I go, fuck, this is it. Yeah. I, I it, thought the same thing. I, I thought he was, yeah. I thought he was done. I also didn't know how many episodes I had either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that, that was the thing. I, you guys know this. I even mentioned before the show about Thor. Like, I'm trying to stay away from trailers more and more because I find I'm enjoying stuff more. There was a time where I would sit there on the internet and just dig and dig and try and find out every plot point, every screenshot, every scene, that, like anything I could find, and it got to a point where I'm like, man, I'm just not enjoying this stuff because I know it all before I sit down and watch it. So I've kind of gone the opposite direction in recent years, and so like, when I knew when season four was coming out, when I got to watch it, I started watching it, I never, I never even clicked to the episode screen on Netflix, I just hit play. So when every episode ends, I'm not even sure if that's the last episode. And that one felt like it was going to be the last episode, especially knowing that they split it up into a a one and a two part. When that Mm -hmm. goes to black, I'm like, that's got to be it. And next season's going to start off with them hauling his dead carcass out of the upside down. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there was another episode and he survived. But (laughs) I thought Mm -hmm. for sure he, he was done for. Well, the fact that when he uh, that whole sequence, watching that with with Heather was was killing me because we both had the same reaction. They're out there in the dark on the lake, yep. and it's the four of them. The four teenagers are out there, and and they're like, "Well, it's got to be down there." And he just takes his shirt off and dives in, and I'm watching, going, "Oh hell no! Like there's no way, <laughs> there is no amount of money anybody could give me." To jump into a lake in the middle of the night in hopes you could find something evil down there on top of that. It's like, no, 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 no. And he just does. And that just killed me. And, you know, the fact that he gets in there and everything, I'm like, God, this is nuts. But, yeah. that, but that's what we're down to, right? Because yeah. the group is splintered. You know, yeah. the adult, for all, I mean, for all. The storyline between Hawkins and California and Russia, as we find out, you know, it's yeah. so, we're so spread. I mean, we, it was already a small group of people that knew and could combat. And mm-hmm. as far as the Hawkins people know, Hopper's dead, you know. Will and his family are out. Eleven's out, you know. Even, even Mike heads out of town. Yep. So we're down to the smallest group of the possible members that we could even have. And yeah, these four teenagers are the closest thing to authority figures that we have at this point. Yeah. Um and, and rolling right into my first like I like how they have amped up the the tone of this series season by season 
as these kids are growing up, the dangers are becoming bigger and more threatening and more real. I mean, you go, I haven't actually done it, but I, I, I imagine if you go back and watch the first season now with one Demogorgon, you're like, oh, that's that's it? Mm-hmm. You know? Which, which we find out, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, that there's a, a bit of a reason behind it. But I just like how, how it's just kind of this... When you look back, 2020 hindsight, it's this, it's this gathering of force. It's this dark power growing. Um, and these kids are being pushed to their limit. They're struggling to keep up. I mean, they're already the underdogs as it is because they have no powers. But at the same time, you know, first we had the Demogorgon. Then we had, you know, uh, the Mind Flayer. And then I might be mixing that up. Nope, that was season uh, two. Yeah, season two was the Mind Flayer. And then season three, I guess season three was more of the Russians. The the upside down power really didn't grow. Well, that oh, was no. all. Um, oh, they that had was the, the th- brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they ever name that? Like where he was? It was just the mind flare again, right? But he was he was enslaving everybody. I don't know if they gave it a name. Yeah, they definitely didn't have a D and D name at right. least that wasn't as catchy. But anyway, so I, first it's just a Demogorgon, then it's the Mind Flayer, you know, with Will, and then it's the Mind Flayer, you know, with an army, and now we find we're battling this mysterious Vecna, who has his, who, who's found his own ways to get through, and that's that's the scariest of all, right? Because before they could track everything, like they were kind of in control, where they had to come through certain points. Where either the scientists were doing it or the Russians were doing it. And now it's like, oh no, he, the guy in the Upside Down, can come through when he wants now. So mm-hmm. it just, just that escalation, you know, really mimicking the characters' lives and journey into adulthood. It's, it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the, the 80s flavor of this one. The fact that this, the the Vecna character is sort of like a Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. so it's almost like that feeling. Like the whole time I'm watching the the, the uh, chapter one deal of this, that was where I kept going. Like my God, I mean they they're talking about the old house, the old creepy house, yep. and then he's coming after you in your dreams, and he's doing this and that, feeding on your fears, feeding on your weaknesses. Like it's basically Freddy Krueger, except he's just not talking as much crap. <laughs> but that's basically it, and and um, I I really I, I first off I was really enjoying the fact that this finally is the one where it breaks the tradition that Will always has to be the damsel in distress on this series because yeah. uh, like last time it wasn't as bad but it, there's always this Will is always the key and all that and now it's like no anybody's up for grabs here so now this time around. Um, and I, I'm doing it again because I can't remember names for the life of me. Um, Max is the one that's in trouble, and I like how they how they dealt with that. And then yeah. on top of that, now the explosion of uh, running up that hill, Kate Bush is like the biggest thing ever because people are rediscovering this song and after thirty some years. But uh, 
No, like I, I really like that, and I like that it's it is this one. It's like it's an uncontrollable force more than other times because it's like whoever it is that has the weakness is going to get it, but you don't know who that's going to be in any given situation. Well, yeah, I mean, how many? Uh, he doesn't even need a specific weakness. He just needs something. Like yeah. How many of us are hiding secrets or pain Anything. or trauma? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I think that's one of the things I like about the use of amping it up. Like, it feels like each time the villain got more um, cognizant, a little, little more, more, a little more, more cognizant, a little bit more control. Yeah. yeah, like, like, like the first one was just like a monster yep. after, and you know, the mind flare and will and all that stuff. And then, you know, whatever, was it Tommy? Was that the brother? Billy. Uh, Max's brother that got possessed? Billy. Billy, and yeah, him, yeah. Him doing the whole thing and that weird, like, that really disturbed me in season three, the whole, like, flesh monster mm. thing. Like, that really freaked me out. Yeah. Um, but, like, now there's something with, like, clear thought, clear focus, intention. Like, it's... Yes. It, all of the other stuff was on purpose, but now the thing, or at least like if I understand it sounds like there's something else above Vecna that Vecna is the, is in service to they, yeah, and I, I like that too that they kind of broke the code on that and they said he's like a uh, he's like a three star general or whatever but then, yeah. then there's, there is a higher authority than him so it's like really, I didn't pick that I didn't pick up on that at all. Du- Dustin, Max, and um, uh, is it Lucas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the three of them were having that talk when they were at um, at a uh, Will or not Will's house, um, Mike's house or whatever. If I remember it this season, they they were it, it was there's like a I know they big were I know they were discussion talking about and, it, but yeah. Well, we'll, they, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Vecna at the end. I think that's yeah, they, kind of the big, the big thing. But, we'll but they did it. allude to there's probably a bigger evil out there, which is like okay. After everything they've gone through, I'm very curious to see what this bigger evil is going to be because that is going to be nuts, probably. Hmm. And talking about upping the ante, like you're talking about, I mean, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. whatever this next thing is has got to be like some kind of Armageddon kind of moment for this town, even though they've already survived three seasons of it, so. Alright. Dislikes. What did you not like about this season? Am I going first again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, dislike. No one played Um, the reverse card, so we're in the same. Okay, I'm just checking. (laughs) I gotta see probably the story that I was least interested in was the whole uh, tele- uh, the the Jonathan Will Mike party deal when they were going off and doing their thing and trying to get the Dustin's girlfriends to help them and all that because it's like they again they are other than being in Russia they're the second farthest removed from the group and I feel like their story was more the comedy beats than anything. Yes. I mean, they went to her house and and what amused me the most probably in that entire thing was the minute that the door gets open at, at Dustin's girlfriend's house 
the little boy standing there it, it, that looked like Tarzan with the bow and yeah. arrow. He looked just like my son, and he that's just growls at him and runs away. I'm like, that's freaking hate. That's ridiculous. But their whole thing, it's like it's needed, but it never grabbed me the same way that the other the, the other two storylines would keep grabbing me when they jumped to them. There is definitely a weird dynamic going on there. Um, I like Jonathan's friend. I thought he Argyle. was a fun little addition. It was Argyle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And my Die my wife reference. loved him, and she giggle every time he's on the screen. Yes. And oh, his hair! She loved his hair. But I'm like, it, it it wasn't feeding the story as much as the other stuff. The A plot line was really intense. D's pretty decent when you're worried about Hopper if he's one of the characters you care about, which for me, again, I like Hopper as well. Really? You put that as, as, the B, as the B plot? Hopper? I, yeah, I mean, because it, it still involves the upside oh, down. Because yeah. they have the Demogorgon and all that stuff, and True. and it's still like the fallout of what happened and everything. But, yeah, like the, the Will Mike storyline for me is like, it, think- it, 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 it it's important, but it just never grabbed me the same way. Well, I think because they never, they never got into it. Yeah. Like, what is going on with Will and Mike? Like, yeah. why is he being a jerk? What you know what I mean? Like, they they were like almost there a couple times, and then they didn't go there. And then Jonathan's yeah, and, just a mess right now. So yeah, yeah. and but like I said, Mike, I liked Argyle. I'm like I. I think he's a lot of fun. I'm the same way. Every time he had a scene, I'm like, hey, yeah. You know, yeah. him with him with uh, the girlfriend's sister and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, all right. Yeah. But, like, he was the redeeming part of that because they never, you know, they never really got into the rest of it. So. True, true. And Excuse the other me. thing, too, is as a character, even in that storyline, uh, Mike has always been the character that has driven me craziest even though I know, okay, him and Elle are, are you know, a thing and it's like almost like the Elliot E.T. kind of thing, but with romance and she's at least a girl and all that stuff but but he has always rubbed me the wrong way in that, like, you are just such a selfish prick sometimes and it is nice yeah. that your friends accept you and know who you are but in this season in particular, it's just like, there's certain moments in there where I'm just like you're not thinking through anything other than what you want out of this situation. And that, that also is, a, it, like I said, negatives for me is mostly everything involved in that storyline for characters, for the interest as well. In, in your rant, did you insinuate that Elliot and E.T. had relations? <laughs> no, I never no. did. I never did. I said it's like Elliot and E.T. only in this case there's romance and she's a girl. I did not say that Elliot and E.T. They had the psychic bond. I, I, I took it as you meant, well, at least she's a girl. I'm like when Elliot, you know, <laughs> took E.T. to the this, roller this, rink. Jesse, what do you boys, think about Stranger Things? What do you think about the California uh, boys? The Cali boys? The Cal- I mean, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Argyle? It's, I mean that that did you like Argyle? ties into that ties into my dislike. I mean, Argyle's fine. I think a lot of the stuff with that is all unnecessary to the main plot. Like it just felt like oh, we need yes. to separate everybody for most of the show so we can bring them back at the very end. Um, but yeah, like like Argyle's fine. I don't need him in this series. Like, um, 
like the whole way, like Jonathan. And it's just, it, it, I mean, there are things about it that I, I do like and I think are interesting, like the way Jonathan has gotten into like smoking pot or whatever, and he's just, he's not who he was before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that happened. People move, they make new friends, they yep. change. Mm-hmm. It just feels, I'm like, why, why is this so much part of this show? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just seemed like the, the probability of getting a couple of teenagers from California back to Indiana in the 80s the, as real as this show has been with all the sci-fi going the real world with the way the people function yep. it's just like, how is that going to work? Right. Um, I'd almost so yeah, that's, yeah I, I agree, I while I did like like Sean, I liked the scene when they get to the girlfriends and the boy growling and the, the sister was a lot of fun. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, why do we need this? Mm-hmm. Like, why did we have to shoot? Isn't it enough, you know, to get them from California to Indiana without worrying about Utah on top of that? Like, and I would honestly be okay with it actually be kind of funny if they did it where like the the Cali boys show up like a week after everything's done or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um, they get more realistic at least yeah. right like especially if our yeah. guy was driving yeah yeah <laughs> so I don't know it's it's like it was I understood it to the point of catching up with Eleven and seeing what she's been up against in two and kind of how she's been her and Mike have been strained. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't need to be the focus that it is, and it does take up too much time. I I would have preferred, you know, have them go to Cali, catch up with everybody there, and then basically I would have been okay with them leaving that alone for the rest of this part at least. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, there. You took them out of the picture, leave them out of the picture. That's where they are now. It happens. People move away. People move on with their lives, you know. So. Well, another part that bugged me about that that storyline is you have that moment with the, uh, what is it, the FBI or whoever, yep. that they're sitting there at the house and they're under house arrest. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just bombarded with the military guys. And I'm watching that scene going, there is no freaking way that two cops... With a couple of yep. handguns are going head to head against these guys with assault rifles and things, and somehow those kids never get hit once and get out. Yep. And I'm like, that is it's the dumbest argument because you're dealing with a show where there's supernatural threats and all this stuff. But it, when you see the real world stuff play out like that, and you damn well know in in a firefight like that, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to make it out completely unscathed. And yet they do, and I, I was sitting there going, like, that's just really dumb luck. Like, that was really odd. And, and I mean, the guy ends up getting I, shot, but it's like none of them get shot. Yeah. It's really weird. I thought it was going to be that, like, the kind of, you know, they move on the house and everything else, and then it turns out that the kids have been gone for, like, an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they'd snuck out yeah. long before that. But... I don't know. I think they missed an opportunity there. I thought it was going to go the route where they were going to have to convince the FBI guys to help them. And so I think they missed out on a good 
dynamic yeah. there with get the FBI guys, get Argyle, and then mm-hmm. like we have to get this group across the country. Like the, that the, that could have been some fun eighties buddy cop shtick yeah. there with the FBI guys, you know, mom and dadding it basically to get these kids across the country. You it know. could have been like a lethal weapons sort right. of thing. Exactly. Right. No, I thought they, I thought they were going to do more with those FBI guys. I was looking forward to it, honestly, because of everything we plane, trains, and automobiles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like that, and that's the thing. Like, they, they have Hopper removed so far out of this, yep. and he was always a great foil for being such a you know he wouldn't believe in this stuff until he saw it for real and all that, and the fact that. He, they could have had one of those guys being like a surrogate Hopper this season, yes. being a part of the mission at least until Hopper got back involved. That would have been cool. And it, instead, it's just like this firefight that there's no way those kids would have survived that, as far as I could see. And yet, somehow they get out. And and I don't know. It just—it's it's, kind it's of that what story they line. need. Going back to you know the upside down is building its forces like. We could use a couple FBI trained guys right yes, about now, exactly. even if we get Hopper back eventually. Like, all th- think about it, like Hopper shows up, they show Cali boys show up with their FBI guys, and you know Hopper and the FBI guys just share a knowing glance, like, "Yep, we know what yeah. we've been through. Let's go yeah. kick some ass." <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. that that definitely missed opportunity there. Jesse, dislike. Um, too much. There is too much going on in this season. Okay. Um, the California storyline for one thing. Hopper being in Russia was one thing. The whole thing with Joyce and um, not Yuri. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, what is it? It's thing? too much. Like, yeah. And then the whole uh-huh. like two-thirds of the way through the season, like, diving into... Like, Eleven disappears for a couple episodes, if I remember correctly. It felt like it. It definitely mm. it definitely felt like it. And it's like... like it. I'd have to go back and really look to see if it was two full episodes, but... Yeah. There are elements in all of those stories I like. I yep. just feel like it's, it's spread, it's too far, it's too much, and then when I realized there was going to be a... Like, I didn't realize there was another part or like a yeah. coming when I first started this, so I was just like, like I don't know. I don't. I understand sometimes with movies based on books, sometimes you want to break that last movie down, yeah, because you want to get enough to make all of this stuff pay off in the second movie, or like you know, Infinity War and Endgame. But like this, I'm not saying it won't pay off in the the next part, but I just feel for what Stranger Things has been. Like Sean said, with the with the FBI guys, like and the mm-hmm. the you know the government coming to raiding that house. Yep. Um, the whole thing with like Eleven dealing with like being bullied in school, and like the the girl at the roller skating party and all that stuff. Like, I didn't need any of that. Like, it didn't. I don't feel like any of that really progressed anything other than, other than fitting some of those 80s tropes in into the story yeah yeah um yeah like 11 going berserk and hitting that girl with a roller skate i was just like what the crap well i think that that for me was kind of feeding into 
the misdirect of of what is Eleven and what is she going to become, especially with the flashbacks they were showing at the same time from when before she escaped the Institute. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that that part, I I agree with you on the rest of it. That part, I was like, you know, that had me doubting Eleven's true intentions, or or not her intentions, but like. It put that fear in me of like, has she gone too far before? Could she snap again? And I think that was kind of the, the, mm. the point of that. See, I guess I never got that vibe, and you know maybe that's just me not yeah paying that, enough attention or what. I just that's just me because I know I I was doubting as to where it was going with her. Because they would show those random flashbacks of her remembering dead kids on the floor. And we knew that when she broke out, she was the only one there. And it's like, it cast some doubt onto, onto her past for me. But the rest of it, I completely get what you're throwing down. It was, even the stuff that, that I liked, like, I like that uh, Joyce and not Yuri went to Russia to get Hopper. It took them way too fucking long to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can't we just, you know, that should have been a simple, she gets the ransom note, they head to Alaska, they head to Russia. Like, but no, instead it's like, oh, I gotta break the doll and figure this out and wait for you to come here and we have dinner and we, you know, same thing yeah. like we were saying with the Cali boys. It's just like, it's taking too long. Let's get there. And same as you, when I started it, I actually didn't realize that there was a part two coming. So maybe that'll be solved for us next part, where when we view them as a whole, it's like, okay, actually, that's pretty yeah, well-spaced out. You know, fully prepared to accept that. It's just where we're at now. Yes. 100% yeah, all of that. And like, like I said, the st- some of the stuff with the hop and like the way the Russians had that thing and I think this was things where they just backed themselves into a corner alright so Hopper's there other than having Hopper out of the way right? what has that really added to the main story with the kids and the upside down no. at this point at this point nothing right. again that might all get tied up and, and explained later um, but it just it, it's like with the Marvel Netflix shows I always felt like Except for Punisher season two, and I'm not a huge Punisher fan, felt like every season of those shows had at least one or two episodes, yeah. or at least content that would have filled one or two episodes that could have been yanked out and not missed. It. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's it. Like even even when we're in Russia, and then we like I didn't need to join up with Hopper and see what he'd been up to all this time. Like join up with him in a Russian prison. Guards are kicking his ass. All right, he's been through shit. He's been to hell and back. You know, he's got a shaved head now. So, like, I don't need yeah. to see every moment that led up to this. We get it. We we can fill in the blanks ourselves. And then even, like, the escape plan. And then he does escape. Oh, that went well. Oh, no, he really did. They got him. Back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay, There's too so, many double crosses going on in yeah, that whole plot. Yeah, all that yeah. was pointless up until now because we're still at the same same spot we are if Joyce had just come straight here. You know what I mean? 
So, yeah, it's it's like that like, that one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, like I can't remember. Like, what was the deal with them wanting to kidnap her too? Well, it was he Just wanted, have another American. Yeah, basic. Well, it's like I don't know if they really a working housewife or not housewife, a working mother. Like what? I don't think not, the, like the Russians government's not going to care. Actually, wanted her. It was that guard found a way to make money off of her, and then yeah. Yuri realized that he could oh, okay. also make money if he sold her to the Russians. So it wasn't really the mm-hmm. Russians wanted her specifically. It was Yuri going, hey, I've got this American. She's tied to this other American that you have there. And them going, well, he came from Indiana where we fucked up trying to do the thing. So let's get, you know, let's get her. Let's, we'll buy her too type of thing. Like, Yuri's mm-hmm. the problem there. Yeah. And as much as I know, yeah. liked him and liked the scenes he's in, like, they also could have completely gone. That whole character could have gone. That whole double cross could have gone. We still would have yeah. wound up where we were, well, and we would have had more yeah. time for other stuff. You mm-hmm. could have cut that whole thing out. Like, they get the note, they go. Right. We don't see what's going on with Hopper at all until Joyce and them show up, and right. they get brought in when he's fighting the thing. Right. Same as they did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just that, but yeah. we didn't see any of that other stuff. We didn't need the whole jailbreak and the guard nope. betraying him, but it was really on his side. It was just, it was right. just too much. Like all I cared about really were the Hawkins kids, yep. yeah, and whatever was going on with Eleven. Whenever they decided to finally develop their yep. story, yep, yep, mm-hmm. nope, completely agree. Uh, all right, so I think we have time. One more like, Sean, kick us back off. Thank God, because I, I forgot this one, and this, to me, was actually more powerful than the one I brought up. Paul Reiser. The the moment when he and L are having the talk in the yeah. diner, and it's that, it's that he's, it, it, like, because Paul Reiser, ever since Aliens, has always been, oh, God, he's showing up, he's probably going to double-cross everybody, <laughs> and we're all screwed. And he's sitting there, and he has that heart to heart with her, and he starts he he does the, the the motivational speech of all motivational speeches to tell her we are going to get you better than you ever were. We're going to have you fight this thing because we yeah. know you're the only one who can do. It. And I'm listening to that whole thing, and I'm, I was getting like goosebumps. I'm even getting chills remembering watching that part. And the fact that he's become somebody who gives a damn about her. He's become somebody. That now you're watching him in the in the mix, and he he really is a, a better character than I would have expected. And his whole thing with her, with L, and and her whole arc being based on him giving her that hope again that we can make you better, we can make you who you were again, and bring you back, and all that. So, am I the only one who, when Paul Reiser showed up, said? Didn't he die in his season? <laughs> I don't remember because that's the thing. I knew he was in it, and, and back when they I could have sworn they killed I him. I thought he was going to be like uh, Burke from Aliens. Yeah. I could have swore he was just going to do the double cross thing, and and they kind of led me to believe that when he was introduced, even. But here, it's like no. All of a sudden, now he actually gives a damn, and and that 
that whole speech he gives her in that part, I'm just like, it, I've heard so, like that, that was the with great power comes great responsibility. But it was like, like I actually was like ready to like, yeah, you know, shake my fist in the air because I was pumped because the whole the whole season leading up to this point is as a viewer and knowing the the history, you're going like, when is she going to get her powers back? It's that ticking time bomb in the story of. When is this going to happen? What's going to trigger it? The, the, the bully girl didn't do it. This didn't do it. That didn't do it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And when it finally happens because of how he presents it and how it plays out, it might have taken a while. And he's, it might have. Right. But it's such a great moment when it finally happens, and a lot of that is due to him being in that role and him and, showing up the way he does. And it fills in some blinks, too. Where you find out he's been keeping an eye on her. He's even yeah. though he shut down Hawkins, you know, he's kept the the feds from looking too closely for her, and he's like he's been this this mm-hmm. buffer where you know we all just kind of accept it because you know plot armor, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, she is a government asset. Why has no one gone looking for her since? You know. Or, mm-hmm. It questioned why Hopper has a daughter all of a sudden, and to find out kind of he's been running interference on that, and he's been kind of still trying to find a way to finish what they started in Hawkins, but in a more uh, morally righteous way. You know, mm-hmm. that's an interesting development. And, uh, yeah, I, I did like that dynamic, and of Elle kind of having to come back and face her past there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was, I was just very impressed by that whole sequence, and I mean, even it, it's, it's interesting. Like uh, Jesse would say, it's too much. And the thing, it, the thing that gets me is the stuff that I typically would have looked at as saying it's too much because it's almost stereotypical what you would expect, which is his speech to her, and and it, her embracing the destiny now of yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to stop this. And then you also have on the other side of the coin, the Vecna character doing his speech. And, and when I was watching it, I initially go, they're letting him monologue. Holy <laughs> it made me, it made me go incredible. Is it monologue? monologue? But even in that one, the way they did that, it turned it into a, it, I got sucked into his whole story the visuals behind it where it's piecing together things and all that stuff where where it's like here's the little parts in between that we didn't let you see up to this point and it's showing more of what this is about I'm like th- those are moments where I could have sat there for even longer watching it and going like this is awesome the way that they're doing this even though I'm sure there's people out there who are like oh the monologuing villain of course you know or whatever but I I felt this is one of the few times it worked and it worked well in a storytelling capacity. Yeah, I gotta say, it was bold of them, and I'm glad they did it to stick to their guns, and until Eleven goes back to to start her training, those powers are gone. Mm-hmm. I Same as probably both of you guys, I expected when the bully girl's getting in her face, maybe not her powers back, but you know, maybe a little hint, a little tingle, a little, you know, yeah, a little something, you know. But no, she if 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 they had not intervened, she would have been powerless the rest of her life. I feel. 
And so that's mm-hmm. that's the interesting dynamic too, where like you say, it, it is the superhero moment. It's it's the make or break. It's the great power, great responsibility. It's it's the mm-hmm. choosing the mantle. She has been mm-hmm. poked and prodded and pushed since before she could even articulate thoughts to yeah. be this thing. And then she was free. And now it's up to her whether she she whether she does it, whether she takes up that life, whether she takes up this responsibility or not. It is all on her for the first time in her life. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you awake down there? Um I I know we talked about like upping the villain and like yeah. the stakes and, and all that, but like I really like the way um they use the clock. Yeah. And and just the sound design of the clock and I mean I know that's just I mean it's it's a big part and it's not like a huge thing to elaborate on, but like there's just something like that to me is hearing that clock yeah. that you know that discordant distortion yeah. on the this time and everything like that took once that started to like repeat and you saw it more and more with people as like oh man like i know what's coming but like it's making me so uneasy mm-hmm. and it, it took right. me back to like second grade um for some reason i would stay after school in like a, a daycare program a couple days a week because my mom worked and my brother was in the high school and for some reason, we were going down to the downstairs. Like one or two of the older kids were taking me down there, and it—I it, it, had not seen any of the Freddy or Jason movies or any of that stuff back in the day. And one of them just started doing the like one, two, <laughs> like, and it freaked me the hell out. Like, right. and that's the same kind of feeling I got with that clock. Even though, like, I like, I just I liked seeing it in the 80s, that setting, it just threw me right back into that child like sense of, of yep. dread and um, and the way they used like Sean already talked about the Kate Bush song, but like the way they used the song, like something that you're so connected to can pull you out of that. Right. I think there's like obviously that's a huge point in it, but that just seems like something, especially doing like mental health issues and, and all this stuff over the past two years and, and, and everything like like that's so it's so subtly laced in there in that way but I just feel like that's a very and it, a very powerful design on yes the the one thing I want to bring up real quick about that that uh, I really liked is uh, so my father had uh, he had vascular dementia and he he had days where he didn't know where he was and he thought he was still in the military back in World War II. He had days where he knew who I was, but most, I'd say probably every, like like three out of four times if I would see him, he'd always say, hi, sir, how's your family and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and he didn't know who I was. And after he passed away, I ended up finding this article that was talking about how researchers were discovering that playing music mm-hmm. would make people with dementia and Alzheimer's, they would start becoming alive again. You'd yep. see like the, 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 their soul flickering back in their eyes and they'd, they'd even move again and, and they would just sit there in the chair and just look like they're spacing out and all that. 
And the fact that they did that in this season, and that was a main plot point of fighting the evil, really hit home for me personally, because I know there were times where when my dad was going through stuff, there were certain movies or certain songs that we would have to play, and he'd feel like himself again and all that. And the way they they built that into it was such a great, great moment of the plot for me, so... Uh, kudos to Duffer Brothers for putting that in there because it is something that is actually being used to help people out there in the world. So it's not just something made up that they did as a, hey, we could do that really quick. That'd be cool. Let's get Kate Bush on the phone, you know, or whatever. Right. So. And, you know, Max's, Max's journey through the PTSD and everything is really the backbone of the season. Um, yeah. Without that, you know, they really wouldn't know about Vecna's arrival or ascension or, you know. And that's another thing. I I doubted their ability to save her. You know, we're, we're, we're counting that. We realize about the, the headaches and everyone who experienced mm-hmm. the headaches is dead within 24 hours. And, you know, like we said, we're so splintered. The group that we have actually on the ground in Hawkins, I had no faith in them to be able to to deal with it. Honestly, I, I really thought we were going to lose her too. And But even, even Max, knowing what she's up against, being one of the ones who knows about the Upside Down, knows about these forces, her ability to turn it on Vecna and find mm-hmm. out stuff that, you know, she gets into his inner sanctum on her own and he's, you know, he's surprised him. How are you here? Why are you here? Like, this doesn't happen. Like, I show mm-hmm. up, I chase you, you freak the fuck out, and I kill you. This is how yeah. this goes. And you can even, you can hear it with him in that scene. He's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, did, mm-hmm. did you not get the memo? Read the script. <laughs> here. Page five. You go up in the air, yeah. I kill you. So, you know, and that's that's those little little hints as to him and what he's got going on. But yeah, it was just uh, I, I agree the whole the whole design of everything, especially the clock. Every time you heard that sound, that tone, that chime, it's it freaks you out. The way they did his his inner layer there, and you know. Um, Nancy's able to, to figure out how it's the, the house torn apart and, you know, you know, shattered through the glass or whatever. That's, uh, I always, I'm always a sucker for stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where they're able to, mm-hmm. to decode it basically. Um, really well designed throughout that whole plot. Yeah. The, the one part that I, I do, I'm not going to say it's a huge negative, but I, w- I do want to point out too, Nancy and Robin going into the uh, hospital and yeah. being able to talk to Robert Englund. Yeah. That whole moment was clumsy as hell for me because I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to let them in. And then he does just because they're puffing up his ego. But that was handled in such a odd enough way that I'm like, even even on my worst day, I'd be like, why would you guys want to talk to this guy? Right. Go home. Go watch TV. Go to a movie. Why do you want... You know, like, it, that, that whole thing kind of felt weird. I knew they needed to get in there. Yeah. But the way it was all done just felt like... It's, it's, it's like 
they they short handed that part. So yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, that that was another one of those things. There was it felt like too cliche. Like like I have no problem with like female characters like getting right. their due and, and all that. It just felt so out of place to, at least in this season, like, I know there was some stuff with Nancy when she was proving herself to the paper and stuff in earlier seasons, but yeah, like, that felt like it was just for, like, a, a bit of a gag moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so she could say, so Robin could say whatever about, like, oh, I don't want to wear this this shirt or the bra or whatever, and mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Yeah. It would have been it would have been better if they'd done like the like they did all that and the dude just kicked them out and then an orderly's like, Hey, I can get you in for twenty bucks or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? If they like, would have yeah. done if they would have <laughs> done that I would have appreciated it more because right. the, 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 that guy, the the guy yeah. running the place, I was just like, e- this guy's just the sleaze. There's something and, about that where he's getting two one over easily by this. It was it, and he didn't really, but it was like, you know what I mean? Because he did call yeah. and check and everything, but it's like, yeah, it was it was movie cliche, whereas this series has always kind of, they've used the movie cliches, but they've kind of turned them in a little yeah. bit more to realism. And this one, they just went, nope, we're going to go full cliche mm-hmm. on it. So, yeah. Ugh. And uh, I guess I'm finishing it off, so... Uh, I mean, it all ties together. It's the big, it's the, the the big bad of the season. Maybe the series. Who knows? We'll find out. But um, I had after the first season, I had a lot of questions still about Eleven and her origin and her powers and everything else. And I had honestly given up hope that we were going to get answered. After season two came and went, I was just like, okay, it is what it is. In, in true 80s fashion, you know, we picked up, she was there, she had power, yeah. she broke out. That's all. I was I was fine with the fact that that's all we were ever going to get. And then... Not even I wouldn't even say when this season started because when it started it really threw me for a loop with the constant flashbacks to dead kids. Like I said earlier, it, it made me question, you know, what she was capable of. But actually, them finally in season four going through and going, okay, here's what happened before she broke out. Here's how she got her powers. Here's what we were doing. I never expected them to actually go into that in this series. And it was a big surprise. Um, I can't I can't say that I agree with all the choices they made, but I appreciate that they did it. And then to tie that all in with with the Vecna origin, which we'll get to in a second, took me by complete surprise. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, what do you guys think about Eleven's uh, backstory and her training and everything? It I, like I totally agree with you. I didn't. I thought it was just gonna be like, oh, this is a thing. It happened. She's got powers. Yep. Government messed with her because that's what the government does. Right. I she, was totally fine with that. Yep. 
Um, of course, you know, curious questions, whatever. Yep. Um, when that, when that the the season opened, this season opened, and we saw that, like, I was questioning whether she did it or if it was like, um, or if she had been like made to do it because of what yep. we know they were doing to her, like. It, I, I didn't feel like it was a choice that she had made to kill all these other kids on her own. True. I will like, agree there. I mean, that, like, beginning of the season, you know, um, yeah, you know, it was more of if she's the one that did it. Why? She wasn't under her own power. Um, and I wasn't even 100% sure if it was a real memory or if they were just nightmares she was having from all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, again, the whole thing, like the Paul Reiser thing, I don't know, that hit me a little, it, I don't know if, I, I have to rewatch it, like, it inspired me, but then he was like, yeah, we're taking you back, and I'm like, no. Like, that hit me like the Burke one, I'm like, oh, you're good, but yeah. you're still horrible. Like, Well, but then when, but then, you know, yeah. as it played out, it, it, it you know, it, my my attitude shifted a little bit, but I was just like, "How could you possibly ask her to go back?" Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I really did uh, overall appreciate that. Well, if I, if I remember correctly, and this is actually part of it that I I kind of want to go back and watch, but if I remember correctly, Paul Reiser's doctor he took over after she broke out, right? It was the other doctor mm-hmm. that was actually in charge when she was experimenting on. Paul was yeah. supposed to clean up the mess. I'm remembering that right, aren't I? Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. just meant that he, knowing what she went through beforehand, right. yeah. you know, yeah. I agree. He, it, it, you, you did, that whole thing, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to feel about Eleven. I agree with you. I don't think... I never thought Eleven did it of, like, her own free will. But to me, that doesn't really change the fact that she did it or she was made to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're like, you know, Paul's doctor character comes in. And you're like, yeah! and then But then he brings in the bad doctor. And it's like, no! And it's like, yeah. that whole up and down <laughs> is like... What are they really doing? And then she's she's struggling. You know, they're drugging her. They're you know, they're they're forcing her to relive those memories. It's like that whole thing was just a roller coaster of like, who are the good guys here? Who am I rooting for? <laughs> That's why I like it though. That, right. Like the the minute that you see Matthew Modine as as um, Joe Biden show up. Because every time I've looked at Matthew Bodine in this show, he looks like Joe Biden to me. I can't help it. He he just, it's like, you know, the first season, it's pretty much like, yeah, he's an asshole. Like, get, get him away from her and all that stuff. But then in this one, it, it's got that kind of, you know, the enemy of my enemy kind of a moment here. Because she knows there's worse problems than this. But I like that he's the symbol of you've got to fight through your fear to get to the other side and do your Phoenix moment where, okay, you're reawakened again and all that. And I I did, I was quite surprised. I, I didn't see it coming even though Heather like broadcasted it shortly before they announced it. But they have that whole story about number one. Who yeah. is number one and who is the first and this and that. He was too powerful to control and this and that. 
and I like that then all of a sudden she's like helping helping him and all that stuff but then it's like oh you're number one and then out of nowhere all hell's breaking loose and the tying together of those two and his potential is showing her this is what you should be doing they're evil we gotta do this and he's trying to it's the emperor to loop kind of a moment and then her doing what she does to him is I was like holy shit this is cool like <laughs> it it was it, like that that final episode worked for me more than I was expecting on that level because um it just it, it all of the things that are typical tropes paid off in a way where I was like it 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 grabbed me even more than I was expecting it to with how the story was being told I did not see that coming at all with the orderly that one completely got me as well um, mhm when I, everything started getting revealed and it all snapped into place, you know, it's like she gets that thing, like you said, she gets that thing out of him. And then yeah. it's like, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. that, there was times actually where I wasn't even sure and I found myself questioning whether the orderly was then or now. The way they were like going back and forth between her her implanted memories and what was going on now, I was having a hard time, and that probably should have tipped me off, and in hindsight it does. I was having a hard Mm -hmm. time figuring out where the orderly went in the story. I'm like, is he current, or is this a memory? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that was probably by design, honestly. Yeah. I, I had the very same thing. When she was in there, I'm like, wait, what? I'm so confused. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> between like the de-aging and stuff and, and mm-hmm. um, yeah I was really thrown I'm like is this even real are these yeah. like memories they're putting in her like I was really I like I like how it all played out in the end but like yeah it was good it, it made me like keep paying attention because yeah. by that yeah. point I was starting to get tired of yep. the season but that hooked me back in absolutely and then, and then, you know, the the redemption of Eleven, quote unquote, where you find out that it was number one, the orderly who, you know, just yeah. as all those cogs started falling in place, like he killed the other kids, and he was the son at the house, and yeah. that that bugged me throughout the entire season. I'm like, none of this at the house. I mean, I was practically yelling at me, I'm like, none of this at the house can be connected because this is ages before they're even experimenting on anybody, you know, before we've broken mm-hmm. through to the Upside Down. I'm like, if there were portals to the Upside Down before season one, then Hawkins should have been a freaking ghost town by now with Demogorgons and stuff coming through. Like, none of yeah. it was adding up in my head. And... It, it, was, it was intriguing and frustrating throughout the season and then to find out like you know you know Vecna tells them he's like, you know he's like you were so close but so far because you know there was no demon it was just me I just had powers and I fucked with my family and killed them and mm-hmm. it's like that makes total sense and you're a fucking monster yeah yeah, and uh, and then the reveal that you know the 
the whole upside down started with Eleven, you know, defeating him and blasting him through reality. And I just, I never... Filling in the blanks myself of what we are given in Season 1, I was always of the mind that Eleven broke through to the Upside Down. You know what I mean? But to find out that she actually created it by doing that and created this Vecna in the process, it just is, it's just really nice wraparound story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, <coughs> like you said, Jesse, we got so kind of lost in the weeds in California and Russia and everything else, but then at the end to be like, it was me all along. Mm-hmm. That was an yeah. amazing payoff. Yeah. It, it was. I still don't know how Russia and California stuff play into all that. Like no. I said before, maybe it'll all tie in in the, this next season, the right. next couple episodes or whatever, but yeah. Anyway, back to Origin. Anything? We're good. Me? I mean, Amber. Oh. Speak your truth. Whoever. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go quick. I, I, Like I said, I love that. I yeah. love the, the, the whole monologue. And I love that they gave enough of the puzzle pieces throughout the seven episodes that when he started talking about the story, yep. then all of a sudden, because like, there was a point where Heather's like, wait a minute, we already saw this. Why are they? And then it's like, oh no, but we're seeing this, but from a different perspective. And suddenly now it's like, oh. And the little boy, the bastard. little boy's nosebleed while he's sitting at the yeah. table. And you're like, oh, yeah. You son yeah. Of a bitch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So, and, and, and the whole, the whole payoff finally, like when, when she pushed him into the upside down yep. and you see the portal opening and the, the veins and everything. And Heather and I are both like, holy shit, this is how it happened. Right. Because <laughs> that was one of my questions watching the original, uh, the first season was just, yep. is this like the, the, um, they have that collider they wanted to use. Yes. And it's like, that's gonna, that's gonna, the Hadron Collider or whatever it was called. Now I was like, maybe that's kind of what they're talking about. Like they used it and then it ripped this portal open. And I thought it was just as simple as that. I had no idea right. to see how it all works out that all of a sudden, oh, She's key to this. If it was her, that ended, and it's like, oh, so yeah, I, and I, I, I absolutely love that reveal. I thought it was great. Even looking back at the previous seasons, now, you know, like we said at the top of the show or the top of our review, after you know Jesse got us so off the rails, and we, you and me, brought it back, Sean. Um, <laughs> We, hey, oh, that Jesse! <laughs> you know, we were saying like I'm not a third wheel for nothing. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. Um, <laughs> but you know, like we said, the first seasons, like you see the evolution of of the villain or the threat, mm-hmm. and then to find out like she blasted this kid with the same powers as her, you know, into the and created this other dimension, and now you're looking back and you're like. Oh, so he went through, you know, the vines assimilated him, and so he's been kind of growing his power this whole time and learning how to control it. And, you know, at first Mm -hmm. he can just kind of send these little monsters to attack people. 
But then he kind of yeah. gets the shadow form he can control and enslave people. And But now we're up to where he has a physical form again. And now he's got... Like, he's got control of his powers again. Now he can bust portals through. He can go on the offensive, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's, and it's those, one of those things, looking back, I'm like, how did I not see this coming? You know? Mm-hmm. Vecna's the first character in the Upside Down that has eyes. You know? Yeah. Just little... I mean, he's the most humanoid of all of them. And it just... It, little things like that, you're... You know, he's got the but Are vines. they Elizabeth Olsen's eyes? What was that? I said, but are they Elizabeth Olsen's eyes? <laughs> That's completely different. Who's getting off the rails now? <laughs> He you know, wouldn't talk about it. There's all those little <laughs> hints. You know, his whole body looks like it's made of vines, and we know that all these things in the Upside Down are like a hive mind. So, yeah. And that's the kind of things where I know they kind of speculated that he's like a three-star general, there's a bigger bad. But to me, everything about him seems to be like he is the big bad. He is the mind behind mm-hmm. everything. I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong, yeah. but that's... Once I saw his creation and everything, it's like, no, I think this is the guy. He's just, it's taken him this long to really heal himself and get control of this upside down. It's possible, but I I don't know. I I just kind of have this feeling like there has to be something else there that he ended up becoming the key to that or something like that's why he's allowed to do what he does because that thing is able to spread the upside down into our reality and collect victims or whatever i don't i don't know the end game of the show the way that you know like this one is definitely a throw at me what you got you know kind of feeling but um and the other, the one, one other thing I, I, I like about the Vecna story is they did a really cool, uh, like a, almost like a reversal of the haunted house idea because I love when they're in the house. It's a spook. It's that whole, you know, the urban legend. Oh, yep. the spooky house. Nobody ever goes in there. And then like, I like that lights are coming on in different places. And then they're realizing, holy shit, that's where he is. And they're following them through the house and all that. So, and it, it, it also synced up with season one with the Christmas lights yep, yep. and Will trying to communicate to Joyce and everything. So it's, it's that whole thing of, like you said, they're, the circular way that they're doing it and they're doing it in a very interesting way versus it, it, it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes, you know, like I, <laughs> that's fine, but I like this where it's adding to the story and it's not just because you need to have it rhyme or whatever. And, and it's playing within those rules of what was set up. 100%. Jesse, you looked like yes. you had a point. Nope. Nope. I, I, I agree with all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. All right. Final thoughts? Anything you guys want to add? No, Jesse. Yes. I'll let you go. I... <laughs> Did anything ever happen with the bullies? No. The witch hunt boys, the basketball team, not no. yet. Yeah, because okay. I, feel I like don't we think we lost them like halfway through the season. Mm. 
Well, they, they were the one that started the mob mentality to go after the right. Hellfire Club kids, and then we never yeah. really went back to that. It was them chasing Eddie. Well, because then, then we, got, guy, we got sucked into the Upside Down, and we yeah. never really came back from that at the end of this, because then we took the shift to 11 and everything yeah. with right. Origin of Vecna. I don't yeah. think we're done with them. I definitely don't. But yes, they're... We definitely reached the end of their story um, for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another plot line I wasn't super excited about. And the whole thing, like, all these high school boys just, like, hanging out in an old gas station. That was weird. Like, it's 80s. granted, I didn't have the most vivid, wild high school life. Yeah. But I was just like, that seems... Like, it'd be one thing if, like, that was just, like, a hangout they went to, but it was, like, right on the road. Um, I don't know. Well, Maybe Indiana's so I, abandoned, no one cares. I don't know. It just seems, it seems very unusual that they would just, like, spend the night there and, like, go do I, their stuff from there. I would say because they are all the jock, stereotype, um, 80s douchebags, you know, that Steve was in the first season, except I don't think they're going to get any redemption and they don't deserve it. I would say one of their parents probably owns the property. Because they're definitely the rich kids, you know, they're cruising around with their fancy clothes in their cars. I would say, just random backstory in my head I just came up with, one of their parents owns the property and they know dad's not going to do anything with it. It's closed up and they made it their place. There is a, when the deputies show up, they actually say a name of someone who owned the property. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name, but he did go, Oh, do you think we told such and such that you, uh, you guys were in here all last night and you did all the graffiti and you partied in here. Do you think he'll like that? And they just were like, Oh crap. Not so I don't know if that's one of their. I, that's the thing. Like, that was one of those moments too, where Heather and I were looking at each other, going, "Where are they? And yeah. why? Like, like is this just some abandoned place they go to? And then it's like, no, they've gone in there and they partied and they wrecked the place. It's like, uh, okay, it, it, it like, was. It was a very odd. odd if it was uh, one of the kids, everything. If, if it would have just been like. Like you said, or one of the rich kids, and maybe yeah. it was like the pool house, or you know, or something, because yep. they have parents that don't care and don't pay. Like that would have been. It's it just yeah. again, it's not a huge detraction from the show. It was just kind of like, huh? Yeah. No, I agree completely yep. with that. Absolutely. You know, like in season five of Smallville, when like all the adults disappeared <laughs> from the show. <laughs> and so did Jesse. He's like, oh, out. I'm done. No, nope, I made it to season nine. <laughs> oh, season nine. Um. So, so I guess I'll wrap Somebody up my quick. <laughs> yeah, one of these days we'll have to do You're that marathon. Um, yeah. I'll wrap my uh, my review stuff up with after we finish the final uh, episode of chapter one for uh, for this season. Um, my wife turns to me and spent 45 minutes geeking her head off to me about this. And I barely could contribute. She went on a tear and I sat there listening to her and I just kept smiling and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And after she was done talking, she's like, 
you think I'm an idiot. I go, no, this is why I podcast. What you're doing right now is exactly why Matt and I and Jesse have to sit down and do this because we like yep. to talk shop about it. So the the one nice thing about this season for me on a personal level was it made my wife start to begin at least a little bit to understand what it feels like to be me and want to geek out and want to share these things with people. And amazingly, we have listeners that want to actually hear us talk about it too, which thank you. So there you go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think everyone can tell I enjoyed it. Um, I cannot wait. I've got just a little less than a week. Uh, July 1st, the second half of season four will drop. And then after that, well, they have said that there will be a season five and that that will be the last of the series. Yep. So we have that to look forward to. Um, and, and they have said that there will probably be a time jump between season four and season five. Oh. Which I'm grateful for because at this point I mean we're looking at late 2023 early 2024 even if they start right now and I think most of the cast is averaging around 20 years old right now for the kids yeah so just about. yeah they took a long well, time between those early seasons and honestly I think it is time I would have been fine if they had taken a bigger time jump between three and four, honestly, if they had been, you know, and I think it might have even helped some of these plot lines a little bit where it's like, you know, if they'd been like, yeah, uh, Will's and Eleven and the family have been in California for like two years now and we're going into senior year of high school, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that might have helped with us with some of the like, odd tensions and stuff where it's like, dude, it's been like two years and you never called or written or anything. Instead of like, dude, it was like two months and you never called me. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, bro. It's been two months. Mm -hmm. The 80s. Right. It wasn't... Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't sit on the phone and chat. Not not long distance. No. Oh, God. Long distance. Mom's going to kill me. Exactly. I already yeah. called the He-Man hotline three times this month. <laughs> I remember that. I did that. <laughs> That's how I found out that I'm not allowed to call those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Looking forward to that. Excited to see where it goes and where it ends. And, uh, yeah. Cannot wait. I heard this morning, by the way, there was an article about, uh, because I guess, you know, end of next week is when the next chapter comes out. Yep. But apparently they're also planning a spinoff. So that is I heard the same kinda, yep. they, There's a, they said it's going to kind of run in parallel, I guess, them creating it or something. So uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with that. Even Stranger Things. Yes, more Stranger Things that are strange. No, Stranger Earth things. More human than human. More stranger than strange. Ne- next time it'll be 
Well, it could be weird stuff. <laughs> um, no, the big villain needs to be uh, a dragon. Oh, here we go. Okay, get him on the cabal. Here we go. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you mean it for real? Not. No, he's saying the like, D because every villain has had a oh, D and D. Yeah. Analog. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. so Tiamat, Tiamat is like a, a five. Tiamat is a five-headed dragon that's each of the main five colors of dragons in D and D. And Vecna is like a powerful character from from old school D and D stuff. Yeah, and so it would just be. And it goes along if with there the is whole... something beyond Vecna, and it's season five. Yep, five-headed dragon. A five-headed dragon, or some sort of multi-headed. Right, it'd be, creature. it'd be a five-headed, upside-down creature that they would name Tiamat. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Fucking yes, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it Call it now. And it, goes and, al- and it goes along with the whole hive mind thing, where it's like, yeah. even if it's, even if it is, Vecna is, you know, big boss controlling it all, but in season, like... They square off in season four. We think we defeat him, but then he comes back even more powerful and like final form type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like been absorbed into whatever the evil essence of the upside down right. is or, or whatever, you know. Because remember, they already did the body melding, so you know, it, yep. it's not like they could pull all of those things together. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the mind flare was that, that big gaseous form and all of. Uh, Will's visions, he saw it like taking over, remember he was always having those like big spouts and everything and then it created that like meat monster thing so yeah, I get what you're saying, it's like it's like everything's building towards whatever this thing is getting a forming a body you know, mm-hmm. body <laughs> and they don't have Shredder to build it for him so he's gotta make it himself yeah, there you go <laughs> Just feel a little Vecna face in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> eleven. <laughs> Curse you, eleven. <laughs> oh, we've gone off the rails. As long as it like, as long as it comes out on like a mechanical arm and like slobbers all over the place and flails around, <laughs> then, then I'm in. Oh, too bad Gilbert Gottfried passed. He could have voiced it. <laughs> so, that was Stranger Things. Let's hit him with a Never Have I Ever! Mmm. That was weird. Uh, so last <laughs> time, I Never Have I Ever, I... Sean, you had seen everything that we threw out there. Um, I had, so we threw out, never have I ever watched Star Wars Rebels, uh, Marvel's The Eternals, or Young Justice. Sean had done everything. I had not seen Rebels or Eternals in the past, however long it's been since the episode. I still have not watched Eternals. I will get to it someday. I know I have to to move on with the MCU, but I just cannot bring myself to sit down and watch it yet. Um, huh? 
<laughs> you might not have to. I don't know. I think at some point there will be something. <laughs> I think you should. That pops up. But a completionist in him. I'll do it. Yeah, no, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, but you also hated Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. I so I don't know if I can it. trust you. It's anymore. my least favorite Marvel movie. You also don't like chilies, so I really don't know how to. <laughs> Nothing against chilies. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Rebels. I did start. I watched. Actually, I just finished the third episode as I was setting up for this. Okay. So far, I like it a heck of a lot more than Clone Wars. Granted, I did not finish Clone Wars, but Clone Wars I really struggled and had to force myself to watch. And Rebels so far has been, I want to see the next episode. So, Mm -hmm. granted, I'm only three in. But I don't know. The, the, I, I really like the animation. I think it's it's a lot better looking than Clone Wars. And it, it's doing that Mandalorian type of thing where it's like there's enough there's enough familiarity you know, names and planets and like that kind of stuff. But there's also unique enough new characters where I don't feel bogged down in yeah. the past or the continuity, you know. So, and I like that mix. I like it. I like where we have a bit of freedom. Not everything has to be tied together, but then they're like throwing out Grand Moff Tarkin, and it's like, oh yeah, I know him. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so far it's been really good. Um, I do have to ask though, and I might hate myself if I'm spoiling this. Um, and spoilers for uh, Kenobi, actually. If you guys have not watched Kenobi yet, skip a little bit. Is Ezra the Jedi that showed up in the opening episode of Kenobi and got fucking killed? Rebels mm. takes place about four or five years after Kenobi. It's after Kenobi? Yep. Mm. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's uh, within four or five years of New Hope. All right. I guess I just assumed. Okay, he shows up and everything, and and because uh, he's because he's he looks, sixteen, I think fifteen or sixteen. This is like because the first episode sets a it up. It's his birthday, yeah. right? I don't remember them mentioning that, but I might have missed it. Maybe I'm spoiling it something, but his he essentially was born on the same day as the the Luke and Leia. Okay, gotcha. So. I just like 15 or 16 when the I just starts. I know it took oh. place in that gap, and I just assumed it'd take place before. And just his, I mean, obviously he's a kid here, but his design is very similar to that Jedi that got strung the fuck up in episode one of Kenobi. So I'm like. Yeah, no, it's. I'm like, did he really just kill this kid? Like, yeah. just like that? <laughs> so. Alright, that's what I'm at ease a little bit. And I will say this, if you are liking it at episode 3 of season 1, it's only going to get better. Now, yeah, are there some episodes that aren't as great? Sure. Always. 
but like Clone Wars, it got it got infinitely better as it went on, in my opinion. But it's a lot shorter of a run yeah. than Clone Wars. And I think I think I bowed out of Clone Wars about like season three, and I was like, I can't force myself to watch this anymore. I'm just I'm not. Season three was where it finally, in my opinion, some there was one episode where something shifted, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm not just watching this yeah. in the background anymore. I'm now. Paying That's what it was. It was just I was play. I was half paying attention, and I was just like, I'm not. I will say though, I do have one big complaint about episode one of Rebels, and that is of Rebels of Rebels, and that is when Ezra does his thing in the beginning. And goes up on the roof. They don't start singing riff raff, street rat, scoundrel, <laughs> take that. One jump ahead of the wall, man. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate our pro. Riff raff, street rat, scoundrel, take that. Just a little snack, guys. Damn, Ezra is fucking Space Aladdin, and I think that's why I love him already. Oh, man. There's she, something I want to say, but I don't know if it would spoil things for she you. She even, the, the Twi'lek pilot, uh, Hera, uh-huh. she even calls him a street rat in episode one a little later, because I'm like, like, dude, this dude's totally Aladdin, and then, like, mm. she's like, oh, he's something like he's a cute little street rat. I'm like, I knew it! You did this on purpose! <laughs> Even his even his character design is like, hey, what if we did Aladdin but in space? <laughs> yeah, I never put that together until now. But yeah, you, I, yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. That whole yeah. opening well, sequence this, is the opening sequence of Aladdin. It's some fucking nuts. I can lasers. say this without spoiling anything because it's just fan speculation. But people have been begging to have Ezra show up in live action and have. The guy that I can't remember the actor's name that played Aladdin in the yeah. the Guy Ritchie live it totally, action. It totally should him. be. That's what I'm saying. That's so. his character design. It's uh, and like I said, she calls him a street rat, and then I think someone else calls him like a space rat or something like that. In that the first couple lost episodes. rat, I think is what they call. That's him. what it was. Yes, because that's I'm his a, planet. Yeah, the fall. Yeah. So no, that they definitely did that on purpose too, and I love it. I'm a sucker. Um, I hope you continue with it. It, it oh gets yeah, really sure. good by the end. And then the last thing was Young Justice. And Jesse, you were the only one who had not dipped his toe into that. Did you get a chance to? I totally forgot what it was until you mentioned it the other day. <laughs> Fair enough. I watched. Um, and I didn't go back and re-listen because I just didn't do that. Um, yeah. Uh, I watched the first, I think it was the right episode, the right show, um, on HBO right before we started this tonight. I watched the first episode, so. Okay. What'd you think? It's the one where it starts off with Mr. Freeze and Captain mm-hmm. Cold. Yep. yep. Attack in the park. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, now I don't want to launch a huge debate here. Uh, DC animated is not a huge appeal to me. I know really? that's blasphemy to a lot of people. It's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It just it doesn't strike the right thing. Now I love the '90s Batman, the animated yep. series. Um, but uh, 
See, I lo- first episode, I'll give it a little bit more of a chance, but first episode, I'm not. I'm sure it's there's a story arc yes. to, to follow through on. So I'll at least go through the first arc, but like the whole thing with like Speedy and the whole oh they're treating us like sidekicks, and, and I'm like, and I know he's kind of a jerk anyway, but like like I feel like I've read or experienced that story so many times that I'm like, Ugh. oh, but you, but you haven't. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna oh. give it a shot. Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, I'm not. Uh, same thing as you were saying. Trust me, you don't have to, but. You haven't read this story yet. I know you think you do. You're going to think you do for a long time. But you haven't. And that... uh, For everybody uh, that you've met so far. And some you haven't met. Because I know, like, Artemis is a big player. And she doesn't even Mm -hmm. show up till like, five or six. Because I know when I I rewatched it, I'm like... I, I remember her being in it sooner, and when she finally that show, I'm like, really? It was this long? Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a show that that takes a minute before you see the true picture, and that's all I'll say. But yeah, and it's not actually connected to the Timverse, you know. It is right, right, right. Yeah, it is separate. I just wanted to point that out for our fans too, if if anyone didn't know, it is a oh, okay. separate. Like, the whole Justice League Unlimited, Batman, Superman, like, that's all a separate universe continuity from Young Justice, so... That allows them to play with some stuff that they wouldn't be able to do in how that universe was already set up, so... Mm -hmm. But I'm glad you checked it out. Uh, I I did mean to do it much sooner, but just with everything going on, I totally forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Same here. It was only in the past couple days I started Rebels, so <laughs> that's why I'm only three episodes in. Otherwise, I'd probably be done with the series by now with how much I'm enjoying it. So, all right, you talked last, Jesse. Kick us off tonight with Never Have I Ever. Never have I ever. I know the answer for one of you on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Never have I ever watched what we do in the shadows. I have never even heard of it. Oh, it you sounds are sexy. I have a question. The question is, are we talking the movie or the show? Either. Both. Yes. Okay. Do, does it matter which one would watch Watch it? the movie. It, 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 it's... Uh, uh, the, the one thing I will say is the movie focuses on different characters than the show. Are they... But, Tied together, or they're just two different adaptations. They're sort of. they're in the same universe, so it's not like the 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 it's not like the movie characters don't show up on the show, but the movie is its own thing. So if you like those characters in the movie and you watch the show, you have to get used to other characters. But the characters on the show are really freaking hysterical. Yeah. All right. I'll check that out. And I'm assuming we mm. have our answer for whether Sean's seen there or not. <laughs> I may or may not have had a hand in Sean watching yeah. all, it. Of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> that was oh. when when uh, we would get together on Saturday nights and have our geek nights uh, during quarantine and stuff, or like last summer. It's like that was the show where I'm like, we need to watch two or three episodes of this because it makes me laugh every time. So yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's a comedy? <laughs> yeah, the movie does a good job. Yeah, it's a comedy. The movie does a good job mm-hmm. of setting up kind of the, the basic tone and concept. Um, the show is definitely its own thing. The characters are... Like, there's similarities, but they're completely different. So, like, you could watch one without the other, but I feel like you should start with the movie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And season four will be premiering on July 12th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And has been renewed. They're not long seasons. in six seasons, so obviously. Thank God. Is. <laughs> it is Thank a something, God. apparently, that I have never heard of. All right, Sean, what you <laughs> no, got? It's... Never have you ever... All right. Uh, never have I ever watched Midnight Mass. How about that? That one I've heard of, but no, I did not. Okay. I've heard of, I've heard people talk about it without spoiling anything, but I have not watched it myself yet. Okay. All right. I'm going to mix it up. Well, not mix up a little bit, but I'm not doing a series. Uh, Midnight Mass, was it? That was a series. That wasn't was it? just a. It was a limited, limited. But it's still, uh, it's still it's like, episodes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like seven episodes, but they're. I think it's about an hour each. It's not like it's not like Stranger Things where they keep adding yeah, time only, to each episode. Only seven hours. Yeah, it's it's worth the seven hours though. Once you get to that, I'll tell you. And Sean's saying that means something. <laughs> <laughs> true. true, 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 true. All right, I'm going. Never have I ever. Watched. Who's Harry Crumb? Oh, okay. We're going old school here. Old school, somewhat. John Candy in one of his least talked about roles that I have loved since the first time I saw it at probably like eight or nine years old. And as I got older and got more of the jokes, it got even better. So, have you guys watched it? I'm be really proud of you if you have. I have not yet. No. It's been <laughs> several decades, but I have seen that movie multiple times. Okay. Fair enough. You're you are the first person I have met who has even watched it. So I'm trying to keep my face unreadable when as soon as you mentioned it. <laughs> it was it was funny. Like yeah. I don't necessarily think it was I don't remember it being a great movie, but it was one of those like late eighties, early nineties movies that was just as a kid, it made me laugh. Right. No, it's. I'm I sure I didn't understand most of it. Right. And I wouldn't even say it's it's his best movie, but it's it's the most underrated. I would say because, like I said, even people who are like, "Oh yeah, I love John Candy," you know, "Plane Trains, Automobiles," you know, but yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, who's Harry Crumb?" Huh? Like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was 1989 comedy mystery, one hour thirty four minutes. Um, I was trying to think of who the the name of the uh, oh Annie Potts that's it. oh Annie Potts is oh yeah this one Janine yeah oh, no much better than Janine much better <laughs> um, but yeah really just a fun just a fun like just a fun late eighties movie um, good soundtrack just hits all the right points and who doesn't love a good John, John Candy it's play? got some of that. Man who is like man who knew too little kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, not the same story. It's got that kind of that but, kind of energy to it. Right. Uh, I'll read you the little, the little log line here. Uh, Harry Crumb, played by John Candy, descends from a long line of sleuths. 
but the well-intentioned private detective tends to turn even the simplest case into a disaster. That's why Harry's maniacal boss, Elliot Drayson, selects him to investigate the kidnapping of a rich Harris, uh, hoping that Harry will perform as dismally as he usually does, and he can get rid of him. Uh, so, yeah, it's... it's uh, and uh, Drayson is played by... Um, uh, what's his name? Je- uh, Jeffrey Jones. So, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's got a lot of good stars here. Uh, Principal Rooney and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. For those who don't know the name, um, but yeah, it's it. Like I said, it just it's the epitome of the eighties. You know, spies like us, man who knew too little. That kind of comedy movie. So, mm-hmm. it's good times. Check it out. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Uh, Jesse, I was going to promote your thing tomorrow, but I don't know if I'll get this out in time, so... But they can always check the rerun. <laughs> Jesse, what you got going on tomorrow? Tomorrow night, I have a special guest on my Ooh. YouTube channel, Deshelvitz. I hope he's um, hot. We'll be doing... Huh? I hope he's hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... You're assuming it's a he. I mean, I saw the outline. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I just like how the whole show stuff. I hope he's hot. <laughs> it's like that's like in Spider-Man. Do a flip. <laughs> I've heard several people say they wish they could stare into this person's eyes. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even from the outline, um, I knew what his eyes would look like, so... <laughs> Curtis <Yeah>. Ackerman! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so live on YouTube, it'll be available on replay afterwards, but we're just going to be... Yep. Um, I'm calling the new segment um, Shooting the Shelf instead of Shooting the Breeze or Shooting the Shit, mm-hmm. um, since it's going to shelve it. Um, so, yeah, I like I it. it's something I'm going to try to do... Uh, regular basis talking to some people I know about what they collect, what they're into, just a little bit of everything. Um, so tomorrow's going to be the first one to see how it goes. It's Very probably nice. going to be a disaster. And I will be tuned in live. <laughs> just real- 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Just real quick, for those of you who are listening on audio, jump back and look at Jesse's face after I said I hope he's hot. Jesse has the best <laughs> facial expressions <laughs> when I say stupid shit. And that's why I continue to say stupid shit. If you guys are only listening to the show, you are missing out on half of the performance right there. I don't know what face I made, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, <clears throat> thanks for tuning in. Go check out Legion Shop. Buy some of Jesse's stuff while it's still available. Um, mm-hmm. Link down below to just shelve it. If I somehow magically get this out before the live show, tune in. Um, <coughs> subscribe. Oh, God, I'm dead. <coughs> subscribe to this. Subscribe to that. Do all this stuff. And uh, Hit that like button. Yeah. Comment. Ring that bell. Ring that bell. Ring that bell. Ding, 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 ding. All right, guys. Ding, 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 ding. Until next time, go watch Stranger Things. We'll be back. Right now the plan is next episode should be uh, Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. If we stick to any sort of a schedule, 
and probably six months from now. Um, we'll keep running up that hill. Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks. It's, I don't know what Sean's doing. You guys want to go get He's some running up the hill? It looks like you're going backwards, though. And you're a beetle. You gotta set. lean back to go up. <laughs> well, now that Sean's dead, you guys want to go grab some dinner? I know we can't go to yeah, Chili's, be... but. <laughs> maybe be nice. I just said Chili's wasn't <laughs> unique. Maybe, maybe if we just let Jesse pick, he'll stop being so angry about Chili's. <laughs> Sean, how often do we go to Chili's? We went to Chili's plenty, actually, a while back. For a while, when Andrew was here, we were there yeah. almost every Friday night. Mm-hmm. 